We're witnessing a revolution in defending guys and it's bloody glorious. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Football Ramble. It's Monday the 5th of October. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Just have to say a very quick thank you to Jim for stepping in at last minute for Vish. Thanks, mate. That's all right. Yeah. Good of you to turn up. Well, you know, he's grieving. <laughs> Seemed the fairest thing to Vish do. Vish has left the app, app left the chat. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we would have been sympathetic, so yeah, he, didn't, he didn't need to do that, pros, did he, really? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, good to have you along still. You can just take some of the deflected angst, I reckon. Yeah. And there is quite a lot of angst to be had, isn't there, Pete? There's a lot of goals to be described, mm. I would say. Yeah. Deflecting of... in all over the shop. <laughs> God, wasn't uh, didn't Wolves play well? <laughs> wow. This weekend, like, we are not, surely we're not going to see a single day this season that was sure. better than yesterday. No. It was absolutely amazing. Not oh, just on these shows as brilliant. well. Yeah. I mean, Vish actually said on Twitter, all oh, these goals will rot your teeth, and yeah. I do agree with that. It's like, we've <laughs> eaten the advent much. calendar, we've eaten every single day. We're we'll have now for soon. tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to still have some, actually, Pete. I just, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I reckon there's going to be goals in the next match week also. You reckon? I, I yeah. reckon they'll find goals that were hereby undiscovered from last weekend that's just gone. Yeah. Because there were just so many goals flying in, we've kind of missed a couple. Yeah, I It's like looking into the stars and just going, oh, there's a, there's a little galaxy yeah, yeah. hiding behind that <laughs> Milky Way over there. It's a, it's amazing. Like, is is there an argument that the fans should just piss off? Like, ah. it's, just, it's better without us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we put too much pressure on the highly paid athletes, actually. I think it's every, don't want to put them on. The start of every season, Jonathan Wilson always sort of goes on Twitter and says, oh, just the defending has just been dreadful again. Yeah. Uh, and it's happened for the last three or four years now. We, uh, play, we I'm not playing, but uh, defenders in the Premier League cannot defend in the first few weekends of the Premier League it's season. Great. They just yeah. they, they start so slowly. Um, but it's not looking like it's getting any better. And you're right, I think the fans uh, and their absence they might have something to do with it. Lack of fans does give the, the bad defending sort of space to breathe, doesn't yes. it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is it just because we really underestimate the power of like tens of thousands of people going, man on! <laughs> like, without that, is yeah. everyone just useless? <laughs> <laughs> Was it you the other day saying about how, you know, people just shout really basic things? Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Even in the Premier League, like these incredible oh, high right. quality footballers. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, square it. Like, Turns out they on, were mate. the 12th man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, look, we do need to... Dig into the, these big stories. There's a lot to get through, so we better crack on. And, and, you know, we start with the obvious one, which is, it's huge, really. Mm. Um, seeing that, that Gunnosaurus has been sacked by <laughs> Arsenal. He has, yeah. Or I mean, more news has come out of this gradually. Obviously, <laughs> it's a difficult time for me. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. And Vish wouldn't swap again. Um, <laughs> quite unprofessionally. Um, but... Um, yeah, Gunnosaurus has been let go by Arsenal. I can't believe I'm saying these words. It's absolutely seismic. But um, so it turns out that twenty-seven years, twenty-seven years, that w- a wonderful dinosaur that shoots t-shirts out of a cannon and, w- and wears a watch around his neck, which Talented. is useless for him. Kinky is. little chalker. Yeah, <laughs> he he's he's been let go, but in cost-cutting measures <laughs> on transfer deadline day, <laughs> uh, when we're failing to bring in our targets. This might be the worst deadline day ever. Initially, I was really scared about this because, as you know, 
Stan Kroenke is, you know, a fairly dubious character. Mm. And he also owns a, a, a channel called My Outdoor TV, right. which is dedicating to, to hunting oh, and blood sports. Oh, and I was no. worried that, like, is Gunnosaurus going to turn up on an island somewhere oh, and just it, be, yeah, like, hunted be, for sport? His DNA extracted from yeah. a mosquito, <laughs> trapped in amber. Yeah, I was, well, I was worried that, that, that this could happen. We should really rename the Emirates Gunnosaurus Park. In his, in his, <laughs> yes, get in his a honor. bloody statue yeah, outside absolutely. next to Thierry Henry, if they, indeed they have any statues of Thierry Henry outside. <laughs> they do, Paul, they do. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he basically just the guy who, who wears the suit is retiring, but it doesn't mm. sound like he's retiring. Choice, does it? doesn't so sound like it's his choice. Oh, he's no. been, you think he's been forced out. I'm really glad he's retiring, yes. if that is the case. Because I was a bit worried that they would just get in some young whippersnapper mm. to wear the costume, like as mm. though it doesn't but even how, matter who's yeah. inside the costume. And if it doesn't matter who's inside the costume, what hope is there for Nothing any of us, frankly? Mm. Yeah. So I see Gunnosaurus going down uh, a busy motorway on a longboard, drinking cranberry juice and uh, and singing some Fleetwood Mac. I won't believe it's, he's actually leaving. <laughs> yeah, he's still there in my heart. It'd be interesting. I don't know how they cast the new Gunnosaurus. Um, yeah. Idris Elba Tom Hiddleston one of those guys <laughs> don't know and then they'll just go for Tom Hardy oh my god they might go for a Lady Gunnosaurus be, yeah the Doctor Who fans will be kicking oh, off dear. but you know it's alright isn't it it's the end of football as we know it mate yeah so well look I'm sorry for your loss difficult yeah. day have you thought of um, putting your name in the hat I struggle to stay on my feet in, in your normal own body. clothes. <laughs> in so, your own body. Yeah, without wearing a dinosaur body. <laughs> it is quite protective, though. Yeah. It's very bottom heavy. He's just bouncing to walls. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it could be quite a big win. I would not give you a t shirt cannon anyway. You'd no. take your own head off with it. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I just don't think I've. I don't know if my skill set suits the role. <laughs> well, maybe it was that Liverpool were preemptively rocked by this big news. Mm. Yes. <laughs> when they were beaten 7 uh, 2. By Aston Villa. Aston Villa. S E V E N. That's beautiful spelling from you. <laughs> I'm glad someone's doing the maths okay. on this. Um, I actually think we, you know, it's such a momentous occasion that we need a new game. Luke's not here. I was thinking Mason's game. Nine goals in this one. Tell me, Jim, which goal was the Ollie Watkins header to complete his hat trick? Was it the fourth? I was going to say third. Right. But I th- I Feel think free to Pete's come in, right. EP. It's very mm. difficult. Yeah, well, no, because he didn't get well, three he in c- a row. Did he, did he get three in a row? Was it broken up by... If you're counting it up... McGinn's. No, it was the fourth. Don't forget to count the Mo Salah goal. No, it was the fifth. Fifth oh, consecutively. Right. Okay, and that's how difficult Clever. this game is to discuss. Oh, God. <laughs> it was hard to keep track of the bloody goal. It was hard to keep track of that third uh, goal from uh, from him because it was like the, the whole... Obviously, uh, Liverpool are famous for keeping quite a high line. Sort of going, well, look, well, look, if you're getting behind us, we'll, well just, the, the lines will, will just respect yeah. our, our craft that we kept our line and they'll call it offside. Except mm. they won't because it, was off, it wasn't offside. <laughs> yeah. So, it, like, just... Terrible defending. It, it was really all over the place, wasn't it? Joe, Joe Dave Gomez, which is his name, um, had a torrid old time, didn't he? And Van Dijk was quite unlucky with that def- deflection from beginning yesterday. But, like, but then when um, Gomez came off, I thought he's, he's dodgeable there because he, they continue yeah. to be terrible after he went yeah. off as well. But it's, so it's, it's not on a, him. It's, it's kind of rare that you see a player that high profile for a team that could get hooked like properly. Mm. You're not coming off for a tactical or fitness related reason. It's just because you're having you're a, a terrible stinker, day. Yeah. Mm. But it was, it, it was what, what a spectacle. I think that, 
That is one of the best games I've ever seen in the Premier League. Just really? Because, That's, yeah. I mean, there was a I lot just, of deflected the, goals. You don't yeah, quality. Oh, I love it. Because of the chaos goal. of it. Come exactly on, for that reason. Yeah, yeah, it's like pinball stuff. You love it. Completely. <laughs> By the end, uh, so I was at, at Sky for the last 15 minutes. So I was on air for the last 15 minutes. So you can't watch it as closely. Mm. But I'd, you'd be glancing across to see it. And it did sort of just look like Liverpool were just 11 men sort of standing in various <laughs> positions on oh, the but they held the line though didn't they they held their line <laughs> they held the line at the, at the expense of both flanks for some reason <laughs> those six weeks for Alisson on the sidelines are going to look oh, very, really very, are. I, I mean I would not uh, rule out them bringing a goalkeeper in today <laughs> anyone absolutely yeah. I mean <laughs> passing to Jack Grealish when you're the opposition goalkeeper is not going to end well is it it's, it was I mean Klopp was really angry about that after the game and it was really interesting hearing him speak because he was saying that... Um, so about Sorry, about the fourth minute goal from about Adrian or generally? The, uh, about generally, but including that because he said the first goal from really Adrian. He didn't really actually score us. it, just to clarify. No, he well out. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he said uh, the first goal really affected us and I'm annoyed about that because it really shouldn't have. Yeah, and he's absolutely mad, right. You don't it? normally expect that from Liverpool, but yeah. it did feel like that just that just rocked them and they just were really like rickety after that. And obviously Villa were brilliant and that's, that's going to get lost a little bit, I think. Mm. Like, man for man, they were absolutely... Absolutely superb. Barkley all over turns the pitch. it on against Liverpool, doesn't yeah, he? Doesn't he? he loves it. I but mean, it's a hell of a, hell of a signing. It also looked for a little while, like because he had a couple of chances that were, you know, quite difficult on reflection. Mm. But it looked like it might be one of those days for him where it didn't quite oh, come off. God. But that yeah. quickly, quickly turned around. And for Grealish's, Grealish's, no, sorry, for Barkley's goal, Barclay's the fifth goal, goal amazing, Villa's yeah. fifth goal, the the kind of dovetailing with him and Grealish what mm. a potential glimpse of things to come that is for, for Villa that was just it was so good and it's interesting that the manager and the captain are both fans as well mm. which is making me think like where should we sack Arteta <laughs> Piers Morgan in DT is Gunnosaurus maybe <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, like a, it's a wet dream for those lads <laughs> it, it really is isn't it like just, they must just be giddy today. 7-2 mm. against the champions. One, of the, it, one of the best teams that we've ever seen win the Premier League. Well, you've, got like seven, well, you've got to put seven parentheses like, to sort of go, it's not a one, guys. It's not a one. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. But it, but it just sort of like, it, it basically tells everyone in the league, Liverpool, the Man City's even as well, they can be got out and, and they are, they're not playing with the same spirit that they have done last season or even the season before. That mm. They're not working as hard. They're, 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 they're not defending deep. You know, Roy was right. Just sack Pat. Roy was right. Something is afoot, isn't it? <laughs> we don't know what it is, on. but... Well, this is the thing, right, is about the narrative of it. Because, mm. yeah, in a weekend that didn't feature Manchester United also getting beaten 6-1, mm. you would think, oh, what does this mean? What does it all mean? And I don't... I increasingly start to no. wonder if it means anything just at all. It's one of those weekends yeah. where everything just goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> For well, you, you do get those weird scores in pre-season, don't mm. you? Mm. And like, maybe we're sort of... This is a Miami, a match in Miami. Exactly, like on a, on a, yeah. On a pre-season yeah. US tour. Um, Ollie Watkins, let's not, let's, let's not forget yes. that perfect he scored a, a first half perfect hat-trick. Is that mm. like perfect squared? I don't know. I don't I know. I guess because there was a goal that was not scored by him in the middle. I don't know if that has any Yeah, impact. different places count it as, uh, as been different things don't different they yeah. I think if you, if you score three goals it's a perfect hat trick as well as <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, perf- it's, it's a, perfect a perfect day of the office it's a perfect day yeah so um, fourth minute 22nd minute and then uh, bisected by John McGinn's 35th minute goal and then he did it again in the 39th minute with bisected that. 
Hey, yeah. bringing class. Yeah, some of us Cambridge, and it was not me or Pete. Is it, did it? <laughs> did it take? Um, did it take a, uh, a global um, kind of uh, uh, outbreak of, of a terrible disease to make uh, a lot of teams act quite responsibly in the transfer window? Because Villa have had an excellent window. You oh, yeah, yeah. They've, they've, they've signed incredibly well. They've spent a lot of money, though, haven't they? They are they are backed and. Um, mm. But it's not—it's not panic buys. I think a no. lot of, a lot of clubs are actually doing, not Manchester United, uh, are doing some pretty good stuff yeah, in, the, th- in the transfer window. I think probably other other than Chelsea, who um, I think Chelsea's business is probably better. I, you might even argue that Villa have had the best transfer window yeah. of anyone, even Chelsea. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Fine. You guys as well. I yeah. try to forget about you when's when he, you're doing when's he well. Get on the field. And <laughs> 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 we'll, t- we'll, we'll come on to that in the second <laughs> half. But that, that's a terrifying prospect given what we've already seen isn't it <laughs> um, also about Ollie Watkins uh, he's the first player to score a hat-trick against Klopp's Liverpool and the first player to score a hat-trick in the Premier League and the first player to score a hat-trick against Liverpool full stop since right. 2010 okay. which is and also these are his first Premier League goals mm. because he's a championship player up until about five minutes ago Yeah. so I'd, I'd say he's proved his uh, worth I think he yeah. can he do he's... it in the Premier League <laughs> is what I'm trying to ask <laughs> A lot of players in the Premier League have spent 10 seasons trying to make it in the Premier League and not managed it, to be quite frank. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way they kept, like, signing. The thing about the lack of leadership was kind of bizarre. Like, I understand, mm. of course, you have to mention, obviously, Alisson is injured. He's out for four to six weeks. You mm. get Adrian coming in. He makes that big mistake for the first goal. It rocks seemingly everybody in the entire team and of course there's this obvious argument that you know if you don't quite trust the guy behind you we've seen it for Chelsea you know yeah, they're conceding yeah. left right and centre with uh, with Kepa in there um, that then the reaction is is more difficult because you worry if you try and pass it back to your goalie he's going to just hoof it into yeah. his own net for no reason but I mean, that's not the whole thing of it, is it? No, there was a bit of a perfect storm at play as well obviously Villa played really really well and Liverpool were, were rattled in a way that you don't expect them to be, but like, I mean, were three of those goals deflected? Yeah, like quite heavy deflections as well. That's yeah. that's a rare thing. That's you know that that ha- does go some way towards the quite bizarre scoreline. But at the same time, you know, Barkley had a couple of chances, as as we mentioned. Um, Ollie Watkins was through on goal in a one on one that he probably should have done better with at one point as yeah. well. Like Villa genuinely could oh, have had more. Honorable as well. mention to Adrian, didn't it? Because he closely came right out yeah, and closed him down for that. Yeah. So credit to Adrian. <laughs> just trying to be balanced mate just trying to be li- fully fully neutral yeah it was a, I mean it was an absolutely mad evening there was something as well about it coming off the back of we'll get to the Spurs win don't worry it uh, it does come up um, but yeah there's something just mad about it coming off this collectively yeah. unhinged weekend in the Premier League you just oh, it was- <laughs> I mean, especially because, like, obviously, Carragher was laughing at Gary Neville yeah. earlier in the, in the day, and then later, obviously, yeah, Liverpool gets stuffed. It's just Carragher was just laughing. Yeah. It wasn't because the point is, you can't, like you say, the narrative thing. You can't really explain it. You can say like it was incredible mm. how Villa put together these the, the the way they just got through. There didn't seem to be a midfield, and then there didn't really seem to be a back line. And Virgil Van Dijk, one of the greatest players currently operating in football, just sort of standing around looking yeah. as though he had no way to influence mm. what was going on. You, you can say all that, but it doesn't still make sense. Explain what we watched. No. This. <laughs> it's just, like, part of me is thinking, and this is obviously deeply unscientific, but like, is it just because the game was so late? <laughs> like does, does well, yeah. stuff like that have like an influence on on because football seems so much weirder with with every game being consecutive. Yeah, and the weekends are so so packed, and yeah. it does like obviously the Man United Spurs game was so enjoyable for a, for for a neutral, um, and like 
then it's like to think, like, I can't believe there's another game now. It's like, all right, well, I, I, I'm moving house at the moment. So I was like, I'll have it on in the background while I'm sort of shuffling things around and moving boxes. And I was like, well, I am not, I am not taking my eyes off this. Like, what a brilliant little bonus that was. Yeah. Like, but it, I don't know, it feels to me like those, if you're a player waiting all day watching the other results come in mm. it's got to be quite a weird feeling mm. and I wonder if that affects how sort of yeah. pumped you are by the time you get on the pitch <laughs> they're exhausting not only us but like the actual people who were partaking in the yeah. sport itself right yeah <laughs> yeah that's right um, Young Klopp afterwards said quite a lot of stuff and did his little laugh that he does when he hates everyone <laughs> so, yeah, actually, I go backwards and forwards about who's more of a who would be more of a cold hearted killer him and Pep and right. I think today I think it's Jürgen, to be mm. honest. He he does look as though he would just stare at you with those eyes and really enjoy it. Slender man. Yeah, anyway, he said, each ball we lost was a massive counter-attack. They were quicker of mind mm. than we mm. were, which I think is quite a nice way to put it. Yeah, just uh, I think the thing that uh, characterises uh, Liverpool teams and certainly Jürgen Klopp teams is the intensity and it just was not there in this match. And it hasn't been there for a, a lot of times this season, in, in my opinion, anyway. So, yeah. I mean, apart from last week. They're coming off of the, the back of two quite incredible seasons, mm. which are mm. going to be just exhausting. Mm. Like, you know, it's quite often the third season of, of teams in a cycle like that are what, where it comes unstuck. And a Liverpool fan said to me recently that he was a bit worried about uh, Liverpool's defence in particular this season because the season where Man City pipped them to it with a thousand points or whatever it was, was, I mean, Liverpool... They, they had a crazy amount of points themselves, didn't they? Absolutely yeah. insane amount of points. So, in that's a title-winning season in your yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. That's the in t- mentality-wise and mm. and in, and 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 fitness-wise. They also went, obviously won the Champions League. So that fatigue has to be taken to, into account in a way that perhaps it hasn't been. Mm. Mental fatigue as mm. well as everything else. Yeah, although obviously, you know, looking at it from the other perspective, Aston Villa have the fatigue of being involved in a in a relegation scrap, which is quite yeah. another kind of nervous tension, I would have mm. thought. I mean, I would think that Villa's priority this season for most of their supporters and, and, and most people at the club would have straight away, especially before they've managed to get Jack Grealish to say, would effectively just be staying in the Premier League mm. again. But I think you've got to reassess that now, right? <laughs> Surely, I mean, they look far, far better than match. someone in a relegation fight. Yeah, yeah they get Emmy Martinez in, they get Ross Barkley. Mm. You can, oh, man. It's, it's a glorious sight. And uh, I just have got no idea what's going to happen after the international break in the games. It could be sort of nil-nil draws all round. Who knows? Let's have a wee jaunt to Ellen Road, shall we? Leeds won Manchester City, won Marcelo Bielsa hosting Pep Guardiola to, to a lovely little creative draw between those two sides such vigorous and intensively studied football minds on this one it's an absolute (laughs) treat we knew it would be a treat we expected this to be a sort of um like a Sudoku wrapped in a cryptic crossword um, being done yeah. by Einstein. And it was a draw. In, in the end, it was <laughs> a draw. Which in the sense seems like, is exactly the yeah. right result, surely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it, you've got to be so impressed with Leeds, I think, the, the, the way they've, they've just come up and, and just not held their own, even. Held their own seems patronising. They are just so assured of their place in the Premier League and, and, and of the game plan. Obviously, you're always going to have that with a manager who is forensic as Bielsa. And... Um, it's, it's got to be frustrating for Guardiola, right? They, they norm, as, as we said after they got that um, tank in from Leicester, quite often they then batter a team after that yeah. and that did not happen. No. 
But I mean, they were man-marked to within an inch of their lives, and it all depended on what, what Maris was doing mm. at, at, at times. So, like, I think Cooper kind of a little bit more of a freer role. Yeah. But yeah, it was just they, they just worked so bloody hard, Leeds. I was so impressed with them. I think Man City missed having a focal point as well. They're still you know, going not, down not on Twitter. A... <laughs> I want to still going down. Yeah, doubling down on that. Yeah, yeah. sod it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they they, they started without. Without a striker, didn't they? Effectively, mm. and that's you know whoever you are, that's always gonna that's always gonna cause you problems. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Guardiola said afterwards, society gives credit for the winners. It's like perfume when you win, you smell so good. When you don't, you smell so bad. <laughs> odd man, odd, odd odd man, odd man. I, I just want someone to grab hold of me and go. That wasn't as pithy or interesting as you think it was just, <laughs> it just wasn't very good mate. that's actually not even <laughs> at all relevant no, to the game to be honest Pep. Sense, I, don't, yeah. I don't know why <laughs> I don't think you smell I don't think they smell bad after did they smell bad after that Pete I don't no know. Leeds, are, Leeds are a hard working side and, and uh, they're still going down and uh, <laughs> <gasps> but um, yeah they've, they've baiting, certainly tightened baiting. after the first couple of matches of the season but they, they, they if you uh, come up to the, 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 the top division and work as hard as that you are giving yourself an incredible um, chance of, of staying up and, and, and certainly against but, but but then again like Manchester City in the past couple of seasons they've taught, not taught us nothing else they, they will lose or they will draw against mm. yeah. um, sides who are willing to outwork them and that's in my opinion what, what happened here but yeah great performance yeah, and the, yeah, the equaliser was coming, wasn't it? Mm. It had to, the pressure. It was strange how the pressure went went backwards and forwards uh, throughout the game, which was why it was so good to watch. I think mm. lovely Raheem Sterling goal for City. Um, he's not sort of creating as many assists these days, but he is finishing them, which has mm. been a well, it was a criticism for a while, and not anymore. Uh, so yeah, one one the final score in that one. I think do do, do we agree that did it deliver? Did it deliver as a Sudoku contest? Or yeah, not? it did. Didn't yeah. It? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was like a. It was uh, like a like a chess match almost, wasn't it? Yeah. And you, you, you did have that kind of element of uh, looking at these two tacticians in it. So it wasn't quite as spectacular as some of the other games, obviously, because, you know, how often can you say that was, was the case? Uh, I thought we've seen this weekend, but um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, it was, it was like 12, I think it was 12 shots on target from Leeds and like one from Manchester City. So, wow. like, yeah, but you only need one. Like, you only need one. You or, well, need two one. in this instance would have been better, <laughs> I, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, 33,000 or whatever it was in the other game is probably... Um, <laughs> Excessive. It was high press Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm still reading from it. And mm. I'll tell you why. Because coming up after the break, Spurs United. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin. And when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the football ramble. <laughs> That's nice, Dion. Oh, yeah. Oh, we get egg. Sean us up the stairs to the master bedroom, isn't it? That's, <laughs> That's just you, Pete. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. We need to talk about Betway Forward to Score. There is an update. There is a big update from Luke Moore, who's not... Mm. Ah, he must be sad he's not here. Mm. Uh, before this chaos that we're going to get to in a minute from the rest of the weekend's delicious action... Um, Entry to the best ways for to score is free every week. You've got to pick the first goal scorer in the four selected games for your chance to win a weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted, of course, before the first game for the terms and conditions apply. We get involved. We win sometimes or never, in fact, in reality. Our first game was Arsenal against Sheffield United. Uh, Andy's pick for that one. 
I think sort of playing it safe, but you can't play it safe. As we talked about, you can't yeah. just play it safe. But anyway, Alexander Lacazette, he went with, good idea. Yeah, didn't start. <laughs> good idea in principle. Uh, Bakaya Saka uh, got his first goal at the Emirates uh, just on the week of getting his England call up as well. So good, mm. good week for him. He is a lovely player. Jim, Wolves against Fulham, of course. I went for Raul Jimenez. you got to go for Raul Jimenez. Yeah, well, apparently you shouldn't in this situation because it almost <laughs> never works out that way. It was Pedro Neto, wasn't it? Got the, got the goal. Uh, then game three, Manchester United against Spurs at 4.30 kickoff. Luke Moore picked Bruno Fernandes. And not only was he correct, he was correct after two minutes. Yeah. The man mm. must think he is just made of diamonds. Tell you what, in the circumstances though of that game, that's a that's a hell of a pick, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All right, so we got one, thank God. Uh, and then Aston Villa, Liverpool again. Sensible picking from Marcus Bella. Decent one. Mo Salah, of course, yeah. got the two Liverpool goals, but not the first one, which was from perfect, yeah, perfect hat tricks. Ollie Watkins. So yes, uh, one out of four for us. I don't know. I feel quite good about that. Mm. Yeah. It's a good week. It's something to build on. <laughs> it's something to build a on. A bedrock. Two for next week, I reckon. I think we can do that and then build up to the big four. We'll be back with another round of Betway's Fools to Score on the preview show, preview show this Friday. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Don't forget, for the TCCs, apply 18+. Plus and please do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org now. God, it's really like we're holding off on this bloody Spurs thing, isn't it? We've got to do an email. <laughs> <laughs> email show at Football Ramble to get in touch. Thank you, Craig Norton, for emailing in. He says this. Hello, Ramblers. Speaking of unsportsmanlike conduct for shouting at the opposition, as we were chatting about, chatting about on Friday's show, we played a team, I guess it is uh, little, his amateur team, where one guy got sent off. Oh, OK, yeah, for barking. <laughs> he ran after our player <laughs> as if he were the mailman that was his second yellow he got his first for doing the hacker in the defensive wall <laughs> anyway it didn't bother us we beat them 9-2 or so I'm yeah. a little bit suspicious of or so or in so, that email yeah. I, Craig I mean I keep although I love it I, I can't help but think that he should have been kept on the field if he's doing hackers and defensive walls and barking like a dog Chasing a postman, I think, you know, keep him on. I want to see what he does next. Yeah. That's not a yellow card offence. I, I love, anyway, it didn't bother us. I bet it didn't. You know, no, it was brilliant. Never a man down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's a shame to get sent off for barking, really, isn't it? It's mm. just adding, it's just creative genius, some could argue. Yeah, some could argue. I'm sure, he's a character. <laughs> Bless him. All right. Plenty of that. Thank you, though, guys. Do keep emailing us. Show at footballramble.com. It's easy to remember. And so is this. Manchester United 1, Spurs 6. Now we get into the meat of it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands because Tottenham Hotspur beat Manchester United 6-1 at Old Trafford. Jose's merry man returns to unleash hell on his former employers. It's the heaviest defeat for United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and under Ed Woodward, interestingly. That's since 2013. West Brom and Fulham, the only sides with a worse goal difference than United. That's all understood, Friends, and we enjoyed obviously the soul searching from various Manchester United legends in in the Sky Studio. We can come on to that, don't worry. But look, I know, like not just because I'm obviously happy about this, and I feel we could have said this in the Villa game as well. We should probably start by saying Spurs were really good. They were, you know, absolutely. <laughs> it did, it did get a little bit lost. Um, 
probably just because there wasn't a Spurs voice in the studio. Mm. It got lost in the um, in the kind of um, deconstruction of the game, didn't it? It was, it was treated as if like, it was this disaster for Man United. But it's like Spurs were ruthless. Yeah. So, so good. Like just pinging it about in Man United's box, hypnotising them, forcing them into all kinds of, let's say, characteristic mistakes. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, it would it would have been only surprised if he'd have actually, if the referee had got an actual red fig leaf out of his pockets yeah. to send the player off because <laughs> it was a really, really useful uh, thing for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to have a player sent off because he's got to say, well, we were down to 10 <laughs> men. They would have beaten them handsomely yeah. uh, even if they had a 11. I mean, you had Maguire pulling down Luke oh, Shaw. Oh, Why are God. you doing this? What was Luke Harry? Shaw doing in the first place as well? Just <laughs> no. like, just kicking at the air. Like, it's yeah. absolutely Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, to the point where was Man United's penalty, what, after two minutes? Mm. Spurs were like, by five minutes, I was like, oh, what are you worried about? They went, yeah, we'll just turn that around. Yeah. It's not that hard. It was, They're not it was... really trying to stop us scoring. <laughs> it's weird that, isn't it? I, pff, yeah. I mean, I think, look, Son and Kane, the way they've got this like magnetic, like, relationship mm. between the two I guess that's the luxury of having had them playing together for so many years now you know they can read each other they they can assist they can score as we mm. know Harry Kane keeps setting Son up but Son returned the favour mm. uh, yesterday as well and as we alluded to I even forgot this there's still Gareth Bale to come back <laughs> which is just it's, <laughs> to it's come back frightening yes <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness me. well I, I was one of the few people who didn't sub Son out of my fantasy, fantasy Premier League team uh, because he said only had a 25% chance of playing thanks to a hamstring injury. It's like, yeah. came, came back there, didn't he? Oh my Jose. fine. Was Absolutely that an fine. error? Was that you forgetting, though? Be honest. Yes, yeah, I know it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still had Mason Greenwood and someone else in the midfield. Uh, Marnie, I think I've got Marnie in the midfield. I'll pass it off oh, as a tactical mind. decision. Why but the hell not? Should uh, Lamella have gone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, the whole, that whole thing was very silly, wasn't it? Silly I mean, it boys. added to the theatre of it and the sort of chaos of it and the mm. calamity of the whole situation but, but was, was that where silly. Manchester United's kind of attitude went though that, they, th- they sort of went oh, well, oh felt- if the referee's going to let us down on this let's you know well, I, felt, I feel like they went down to 10 men and just sort of mentally piled in because mm. Harry Kane scored pretty much immediately didn't he obviously yeah. it was a great finish and a, and a great move but they were just at sea after that mm. and they just couldn't deal with the storm that Spurs were unleashing on them and also you got the impression that you know we've, we've all seen that line from the Amazon documentary um, <laughs> where um, Jose was telling them at certain times they need to be a certain way and this was one of those times when he's clearly told them to go for the jugular and they've done that <laughs> with a plomb no yeah. pun, pun intended yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I, but Man United just, I mean, there was a huge, huge, you know, moratorium about this after the game, but I just feel like a lot of people are saying, okay, they need to, they need to bring in new personnel. Mm. They've spent a lot of money in, in recent years. Um, but I just, I just feel like regardless of, of who they have or haven't signed in this window, that collection of players should, n- should never be getting beaten 6-1 at home, even with a man sent off. Like, mm. It's not like this is a bad squad. They're just clearly not being coached very well. But yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I think that the people are talking about the systemic rot, you know, starting from from up on high and then kind of travelling down effect, which is which absolutely is true, valid. absolutely true and valid. But they are not getting the best out of those footballers, and, no. and that's and that's because the manager is just not a great manager. It's, that seems to be the case. But you know, 
that said, he got them in third last season. Yeah. He did a really good job at the end of the season. So it seemed like actually maybe we would all have to eat some humble pie. And then a, a Turns game out like we this. Don't. Turns out we're full, thanks. Yeah, I mean, that said, it could be an anomaly. Maybe that they said, won't get this. I, based on what we've seen and the kind of bizarre, which we'll come on to in a moment, mm. uh, you know, Leicester going from beating City yeah. 5-2 to not registering to... a shot on target in their game. Like, I don't know if we can. It's hard not to bundle it all together, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. When um, you, you shouldn't really do that. And maybe this will be a one-off and Man United won't be this bad again this season. You would expect that. Would You would hope that'd be the case. Mm. But at the same time, you're just like... Luke Shaw at the end should have been sent off for yeah, that absolutely cynical so professional foul. I, I, I have a real problem with professional fouls at the best of times. They shouldn't be in the game, in my opinion. They're yeah, pathetic. I agree. I agree. And uh, but to do them badly, to do them unprofessionally, yeah, is the worst. It's really thing you cowardly can do. at that just stage shit. as well. Because you absolutely should have been off. Yeah, I don't know why that's not a red. I, 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 no, I think no just sympathy from the referees. Yeah, be the only. <laughs> yeah, but like, should that be? Why is that not looked at? Well, I don't understand what the quiet. Is it not a bit like how it's hard to send someone off in the second minute? Cause you just, yeah, you... but but that's not how the rules are. <laughs> yeah, that's not what they're there for, is it? But and like, you are I just, a stickler for them, Pete. I am. It's just so rules unprofessional, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's so so. Oh, what is it? Well, like <laughs> it, it just shows of somebody having piled in completely yeah. and just gone. Ah, oh, you know, I can't it's be bothered with today, well, isn't it? Mm. Sulking, and it is dangerous, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's just so wrong that you know you should be doing something that good and then be just completely taken out by. Um, I can't remember who it was who was saying on comms. It was like this is like. This is like a kid's game, this summer. Then mm. it's like, what is going on? Could have said that a lot of, about a lot of matches over the weekend. I very much enjoyed Mark Bosnich. I don't know whether he, he just didn't have his earpiece in oh, right. or, or his earpiece wasn't functioning. Yeah. Uh, but when Sky sort of went, oh, we've got, uh, I think they said Club Legends, which I think is a little bit wider than Mark. Um, uh, yeah, Mark Bosnich. And he just he's just like looking into the camera, like looking exhausted. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, the girls do bloody take it out of you, mm. don't they? I mean, so speaking, it's obviously transfer deadline day today. The window closes at eleven o'clock. So you're speaking about the the signings, and we've sp- we've actually spoken already. Cavani at centre back. Come on, is that what you'd do with him? That's what I'd yeah. do with him. <laughs> <laughs> we talked perhaps because so many other teams seem to have had such a good transfer window I think um, when you start to look at Manch- what Manchester United have been up to i.e. not very much Donny van der Beek and, and it looks as though Cavani is coming in it's, mm. it said that he was having his medical last night um, and then there's also this Porto defender Alex Teller significantly um, for about 15 15 or 16 million pounds so they're making moves, but it just seems as though not only do they need something a bit more... Look, sorry, this maybe is a bit obvious, but they need like a bit more of a structured approach, let's say. But also, I think the problem is of, perspe- of perspective because mm. other people are having such a good window. Yeah. You're then you're Manchester United and everyone knows you've got money to spend and you've been doing all this weird faffy stuff yeah. with Jaden Sancho. I do, I do think more than any other people club, they, they suffer from that. <laughs> yeah. they, they are... They are charged at a premium that I don't think anybody else really seems to suffer from, and it obviously it's, it takes its toll over a while. Because if you pay, if you overpay for everybody, because that's the only choice you seem to have, yeah, then there's more pressure everybody's, on each yeah, player. Everybody's right? well, look at Marshall. How much money he came in for, and he took a very long time to yeah. get to get right. And Harry Maguire as well. He's, he's going to have. That, mm. I think we're, we're he's kind not of that. He's not. How much is he? 70? Eighty million. 80. Like he's not an eighty million pound. You'd no. probably argue he's not even a forty million pound footballer. But I feel like mo- across the board, generally speaking, price tags aren't kind of aren't used as sticks to beat players with as much as they maybe once were, mm. except at Man United. They're in a really <laughs> weird set of circumstances. Because, well, Woodward, Woodward, if he was sensible, take his pay off and just go, look, yeah. I 
I may be delivering value to the shareholder. Oh wait, yeah. that's just that's my job. Don't worry about yeah. it. I'm going to stay here. But um, <laughs> but but he seems to be a a, a totem that, that Manchester United just don't need. Like he could, he could do that job behind the scenes that no one would know he was doing, uh, and still bring in his noodle partnerships, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Uh, and he wouldn't necessarily need to be this kind of like this lightning rod for everyone's criticism. Yeah. Just move, just move sideways. Yeah, absolutely. Move, put else why is he, move, why why is is he doing this? In why, the first is he, place? why is he still got that title? Why is he still sat in the stands? Why does he need to be there? It's it's just a real weird distraction, and and it detracts from from what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is trying to do. Uh, it is, in my opinion, slightly limited level. Yeah, if you can't have Gunnosaurus at the Emirates. <laughs> yes, get him in. <laughs> why do you get to have Ed Woodward sitting there with his mm. branded face mask? Mm. Not good, good. Not good, good. <laughs> uh, Gary Neville on comms said it was scabby. Would that be your assessment? Yeah. I love it when Gary Neville's angry. Because he was, he was, bless him, he was incredibly professional for 80 minutes. Yeah. And then at the end anyway, of it, he just couldn't hack it anymore. Oh. He's just like, oh, this is pathetic. <laughs> Bless him. He started laughing at some point. He did, what? yeah. Actually, I thought the moment between him and Carragher at the end, or just the, the kind of them sending each other pictures of each other at the end of the day, was really sweet. They're just bonding over this ridiculous thing happening in both of their clubs. But yeah, um, he's he's good value, isn't he, Gino? Mm, he is. Um, should, let's, let's, should we finish talking about this by talking a little tiny bit more about Spurs being good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Um, mm. Just because Pierre... Um, um, Pierre Emerick Hoiberg. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that as a player. Underwhelming <laughs> amalgamation of players. If you could put two players together and you chose that, it would be such a waste. Oh, I don't even know what that would be like. It could be amazing because Hoiberg has this whole thing previously at Southampton of shooting from distance, yeah. for no, like just speculatively, and it never yeah. going in. So maybe if you if you bonded in with Obama Yang, yeah, maybe a bit more accurate. It would be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool how he kind of created this platform for the defence to like bomb forward with the width mm. and then it just seemed like people were comfortable and confident and mm. Tony Ndombele obviously has incredible passing um, he was very good ability and he, yeah he knows how to pick a pass and he's got vision and yeah we've mentioned Son and Kane already I mean I, I could I probably should just list out the whole team yeah it, 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 again want. it was similar with, with Villa isn't it as we were saying because it's it wasn't a re- it was a really, really strong Spurs performance, coupled with Man United just sort of letting the heads drop. And yeah. you know, I'd... but it is hard if you keep coming up against people being able to make you look a bit silly or a bit slow. Well, that's it, isn't it? You start mm. presumably you would start second guessing yourself. And and let's not forget, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer tried to lock things down at half time. Yeah, he was like, right, we'll make these changes. We'll 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 contain this. <sighs> I don't know. I guess we're not, you know, tactical geniuses in here. What else? Mm. What else can he? What the, should he have done? The way Pogba conceded the penalty was quite funny, wasn't it? <laughs> like a sort of, like a plank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen a plank <laughs> foul before. It's so. Bizarre. I guess they were throwing their bodies on the line yeah. to try and uh, shore make it worse. This one up. Eight, did that. Very good. Very good. <laughs> That's for you, Pete. Cheers, mate. Ah, all right then. So yes, it was uh, United 1, Spurs 6. Just to recap that for you in case you missed that scoreline. And then that came before the bizarre 7-2 over at Villa Park. It was an absolutely glorious day. We've got just a little moment remaining (laughs) for a result that potentially could have like led the running order on a normal day, Mm, which is, as we mentioned a moment ago, Leicester off the back of their 5-2 win against City lost 3-0 to West Ham at home. 
Yeah. It's like a, it's a pools buster, this one, isn't it? it like, really this whole is. weekend is just an absolute mess. Absolutely for... nuts. Like, it, it, there were some really good goals in this mm. game. Pablo Fornells' control to, for his, his finish was yeah. just one of the one of the goals of the weekend. Was, oh, Oriol Romeo's as well for Southampton. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, it's not like there wasn't good stuff going on elsewhere, no. was it? Like, it was a really, and, really strong and, weekend. And, actually, and, and tactically, I thought, like, they got it really right, even though they managed to is, 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 is at home. Yeah. But, like, the the way that um, West Ham have been transformed by some, some fairly decent signs and, and and also just being a bit more sensible about which players they, they, they have on the field, uh, the, the players that work a little bit harder. Um, you know, obviously, Noble's in the bin now and they're playing mm. a 3 4 3. And when you've only got a couple of. Um, Midfield spots up for grabs, like, like Suchek and Antonio coming forward. They they are so powerful in the air, and they and it's like you know I'll bring up Andy Carroll again, but like nobody likes to play <laughs> against Andy Carroll, whatever he's doing. He might be yeah. having an off day, he might be on an on day. Either way, you don't enjoy a gigantic um, player who's who's really good in the air, um, just disrupting play. But Suchek and Antonio, they're just so powerful, and I just love watching when West Ham get it right and have got it right this season. They've been really, really imperious. Yeah, when they've got it bad, they've been pretty. Caustic and awful, but Jared Bowen. It feels like he took a little while to settle, but mm, yeah. he is absolutely comfortable there now. Defenders are there threat. to be spooked today. Yes, <laughs> in, in the Premier League. Yeah, they're I, there to be spooked. I just did want to ask you a bit because because their West Ham, their first game of the season was mm. that two 0 defeat by Newcastle, and it yeah. looked. I think you could probably put that down to maybe just a, you know a, not a usual slow start to the season, maybe not being fit because they they look completely abject and and, and lacking in ideas. But they still had their chances. Yeah. Um, so I I, th- I think it wasn't the worst performance in the world. But yeah, it was. Uh, they they might do something in that they probably won't be in a relegation battle. When I say do something, they won't be in a relegation battle this season because they, they've got the they've certainly got the um, players. And as long as they don't let the heads drop when they don't manage to get you know top ten or whatever, because that's what every player wants to be number nine in the league. Um, I, I hope that they sort of um, they, they they sort of rally and, and do quite well. Because I, I do have a bit of a soft spot for West Ham. Do you? Yeah. Why is that? Relations <laughs> <laughs> and friends. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. The footballing community is, is great. Sex toys. <laughs> Big fan ah, of sex toys. I see. Yes. The Dildo Brothers. Dildo it Brothers. all comes out yeah. now. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. David Moyes. Unusual segue, anyway. Um, <laughs> doing a very good impression of kind of convincing him, his employer. He's, he's coming across like a man who's thinking, I like this whole working from home a lot. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. I really put a good shift in here, well, he was, this um, might be a permanent thing. He was loving the lockdown, wasn't he? He was like, yeah. sort of, he was He's ferrying food yeah. around to people that needed it. Food and like, yeah, and, like, and he was actually just really seemingly yeah. enjoying it. So maybe he's got more time to do that. Mm. Uh, in the future maybe he can work remotely and he'll just be driving his van around mm. he'll have the game on he probably shouldn't be watching it and driving at the same time no. but you know but he will be um, delivering rice the future for him yeah. if you will <laughs> 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 he's playing very well at the moment maybe Alan Evans just much more charismatic in person yeah. than David Moore. Stuart Pearce running around taking messages <laughs> yeah so West Ham what this all means is that they've won successive Premier League games while keeping a clean sheet for the first time since May 2019 I don't know. Is that, is that yeah. even a stat? I thought that was going to be longer. I thought it was going to be longer. Ago, like I was doing 1993 <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a classic. Stats are getting more. Look, when we've had a weekend of Premier League action like this, the stats are going to look a bit worse. Be <laughs> yeah, a bit, that's a bit less impressive. Thing. Yeah. Come on. I, th- I, th- I feel a bit offended you didn't want a stat there. Sorry. It's Sorry, all right. Kate. We can't lie to you. 
Yeah, that's true. That's a nice thing to know. Mm. That's a sign of a good friendship, isn't it? That's Mm. where we know that trust has been established. Um, (laughs) Trust in Leicester. Why didn't they have any shots on target? I don't know. Does anyone know? They just, they looked, I think um, they talk about like Vardy, he's very, he can convert everything he's given, but he didn't get given anything. Yeah. Yeah. So you literally have to have shots on target, guys. You literally have to get got the balls balls to goal scorers and then they can have a crack at it but they just had no they're they're, they're, ta- they're tactically they were just um the west ham just marked them out the game it's enjoyable very enjoyable it was all about west ham and uh, just very little about leicester city maybe just a hangover from last week i don't know mm. yeah and who the hell knows what's going to happen next mm. more chaos i yeah. hope yeah and of i course- think i hope i mean if like if this happens every weekend will we start to just disbelieve it <laughs> yeah. spin the wheel of fortune yeah it just does make it really hard to understand when you're living through it. It's like, what's the sequence here? I yeah. have no idea. Well, anyway, there's an international break, so we can think of, think about it. We can think oh, yeah. through it all ourselves, things. write a few haikus, analyse the beauty of the moments, and come back with all the answers. I can hardly wait, guys. Lovely. Well, this has been a nice day. Hasn't it? <laughs> Did you have fun, Jim? Had a lovely time. Oh, great. How about you, Pete? Yeah, all it took was Spurs hammering a football team. (laughs) Hammering them. I'm happy for everyone else, too. Mm. (laughs) Um, On tomorrow's show, Marcus, Pete, you're back. Oh. With some hot takes. And Andy said, don't miss that one. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Have a lovely, lovely day. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.